Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Omer Maseches Brachas is Chesim Aleph. As with Hashem, we're starting at the end of the narrow lines in the page. We're going to have three sections in today's Amud. First is going to deal with different ideas relating to Beis HaKnesses. Second is going to be uh, five explanations in the Pasuk, Le'es Mitzai, what it's referring to, what a person should daven for. And the last section is going to be a series of different halachas relating to the importance of halacha, amongst other things. Let's see. So let's get started. The last narrow line on the page. Anybody that has a shul in his city, does not enter there to Davin. He's called a bad neighbor. Like the Pazik in Yermia teaches us, So says All of the bad neighbors that touch my inheritance in a negative way, that I bequeath to my nation Israel. Uh, means is that they don't go into the Beis HaKnesis, which is my inheritance, like they should, they're considered Shechene Hara. They're considered negative neighbors, bad neighbors. They're called bad neighbors. That's somebody that doesn't go into the Shul to David in his city. He causes exile for himself and his children. Shenem, like the Pasuk tells us there in Yirmiya, I will uproot them from their ground. And Beis Yehuda, I will also uproot from their midst, from your midst. So even if you get in an argument with somebody in shul, you don't go to shul, it's a bad thing. If there's a shul and you're meant to go there. They said over to Rabbi Yechanan, who was in Eretz Yisroel, There's old people in Bavel. So Tamev Amr, Rabbi Yechanan wondered about this. He said, but the Pazakit Ekev tells us, It says, Keep the mitzvahs, keep the Torah, in order that you have long life and your children on the ground. Ksiv, it says, what's the ground? Meaning in Eretz Yisroel. Avol b'chutzl Eretz But the implication is, you don't live long years in chutzl Eretz. So how could there be old people in Bavel? When they told him, these old people get up early in the morning before Shacharis and to get late, stay late at night after Myriv, to have Myriv in the Beis HaKnesses, Amar Yechanan said, Oh, that's what benefits them. Doing that, being in shul, hanging out in shul all the time, that's a great schus to give them long life. Kedam Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi ben Levi said to his sons, Kedimu, son, Kedimu v'chashichu v'ayil l'bei k'nishta. Get up early and stay late and stay in shul a lot. Kehechid etorchu chayi. In order that you should have long life. So this is taka schus. And some say, Pshad is because being in shul is like being in Eretz Yisrael itself. Shul is like the avir de Eretz Yisrael. And therefore you have the same schus of l'man yirbu yemeichem v'yemeichem al ha'adama. What's the source in the Pasuk that you have long life if you stay in shul? It's based on the Pasuk Yemishle. What does the Pasuk say? Ashrei Adam Shemeli, fortunate is the person who listens to me. To be quick and put energy in my uh, doors every day. To guard the entrances, the the door frames of my entrances, meaning to be in my Batei Knesset, and afterwards, what does the Pasuk say? There, 
In context of Mishlei, Those who find me find life. So you see people that stay in shul, that hang out in shul all the time, will have long lives. Amr of Chizda. In the same note, Rav Chizda says, A person, is, a person should enter, literally it means two doorways into the Beis HaKnesses. So, you think it literally means two doorways? I mean, the implication is, when you go into Shul, you should pass through two doorways. What would be the significance of that? So, what it means to say is, you should go into Shul, the measure of two doorways. Then you should daven. So Rashi explains, because when you walk in, if you would stand by the doorway, it means immediately upon walking in, you would daven, it looks like you're itching to get out. You want to be as quick to get out as possible. So rather, to show that you're actually comfortable there, you want to stay in shul, and you're not looking just to run out of shul, enter a little bit, two doorways in, that measure of space, and then you should daven, showing that you have a chashivas of tefillah, a significance of tefillah. Moving on now with the second section. We have Pasuk in Tehillim that tells us, About this, every pious person should pray, Eilecha to you, Le'es mitzai. Now these are the key words. Le'es mitzai. For the time that will be, or the found time, the, the specific time. Now, this ace mitzai, what is it that every chassid should pray for, is subject to a machlekes. We're going to have five explanations what it means ace mitzai, to this time that will be, this found time. So, I'm Rabbi Hanina, ace mitzai zu isha. First shot, Rabbi Hanina says it means you should daven for a wife, meaning a person has to daven hard that he get a good wife. Because the Ace Mitzah is Isha refers to getting a good wife. Shinemar, like it says in Mishlei, Matzah Isha, Matzah Toiv. You find Isha, you found something that's good. So, therefore, that's something very important to daven for because he uses the same Lushan, Matzah Mitzai. That's something important to daven for. Marava, when in Eretz Yisrael, Kinasiv Inish Itza, when people would get married, Amrili, they would say to the person, Hachi, the following Matzah Ay Maitzah. Have you found Matzah or are you finding Maitzah, which is the future? Matzah, when they said matzah, what they meant was dechsev, like the Pasuk says, matzah isha matzah taiv, like we quoted the Pasuk above. It's a reference to a good wife. Have you found a good wife? And you've obtained uh, favor from in front of Hashem. But matzah, the other option was, have you been matzah? Are you finding? Dechsev, like it says in Koheles, I found more bitter than death is the woman Vigoymer. So it seems like they were asking, did you get a good wife or did you do, perhaps not get a good wife? That's a simple pshat at least, but they were asking such a person. That's the first pshat, that mitzay, le'ez mitzay, the chaseh davins for, is to get a good wife. Second pshat, Rabbi Nosa Noimer, le'ez mitzay zu taira. Should daven that you should be zaycha to learn taira. Should never, like it says in Mishle, ki maitzay matzachayim vigoymer. The one who finds me finds life. The same word matzah is associated with Taira, that's what Leis Mitzai refers to. Nachmar Yitzchak Amar, third shot, Leis Mitzai Zumisa. It refers to death, that you should daven, that you should have an easy and comfortable death. Shanaim, like it says in Tehillim, Lamus Taitzais. For death, when you go out. And the way we explain it is, you should daven when you're leaving, in leaving this world, that it shouldn't be a difficult or chasfashal and painful death, it should be easy. Tani Nami Hachi, the Brice explains, Teisha, Meos, Fishleisha, Mine, Misa, Nivru, Ba'ilam, 903 deaths were created in the world. Shin Emar, like it says, Lamus, Taitzais, for death when you go out. And Taitzais, Begematri, Achihava, Taitzais is Gematri 903. 
And the Brisa explains, Askara. The worst, most painful death is Askara, which I believe is translated, translated as diphtheria. It's a throat-choking disease. And the easiest of them is Misas Neshika, the kiss of death, literally. We know that Moshe, Aaron, and Miriam died by the kiss of Hashem. It's easy. Now this Askara, this terrible death of diphtheria, is comparable. The pain is like thorns in a wool ball that are being pulled back. The pain is intense. And others say the pain is similar. It's like pulling ropes through small holes. So it's extremely difficult and very painful. Nishika and the Misa of Nishika, Benisa, Michalva. It's like removing a hair from milk, extreme ease. So that's the third Pshat. You should dive in that you should have an easy death in this world, from this world. Rabbi Yechadon says a fourth Pshat, Leis Mitzayzuk Fura, is that you should dive in that you have a proper burial. It's not, not granted necessarily. Where do we find a Pasuk that references this? The Pasuk in Eov says, Those that rejoice to me should rejoice. They should be happy for they find burial. Meaning is that people should be happy when they find a good burial. People get buried properly in this world. It's something to daven for, something to be happy about. It's like people say, A person should daven that he should even have peace till the last shovel full of dirt is poured over his casket. Something to be said even about that, getting a proper burial in this world. Marzutra Omar, a fifth explanation of Le'es Mitzay. Le'es Mitzay is a Beis should daven that you should have easy access to the lavatory, to the bathrooms. Amib Marava, they said in Eretz Yisroel, Hadamar Zutra Adifa Mikulu, this shot of Marzutra Le'es Mitzay is more significant than the rest of them. So Rashi here explains something very interesting is that they used to go to the bathroom by digging a hole in the ground and then relieving themselves there. In Bavel, since the ground was very moist, it was a lowly area, like we learned to Meseches Tainus, a low-lying area, it was very moist, it was hard to find a good place to, to dig. So therefore, actually, that is something significant, because otherwise you have to go very far away from the Yeshua, from the settlement. Something to daven for also is that you find a good bathroom. You're near, you're near bathrooms, as it's very important to have that for overall health. Let's move on to the third section now. So Rava said to Rafa and Bar Papa, tell us one of the great teachings of, Mar- of Rav Chizda that he used to teach regarding Beit Bate Knesios. So Amr Rafa said back, This is a pshat Rav Chizda said. What does it mean in Tehillim when it says, Hashem loves the gate of Tzion from all, more than all the other dwellings of Yaakov. So he used to explain, could be Zion, but in this context it means Hashem loves the gates that are distinguished in halacha. It means where they take halacha very seriously and learn it properly. So Hashem loves those places that are distinguished in halacha more than the other shuls and bate midrashas. From the day the Beis was destroyed, Hashem has no place in this world. Only place that is makbid and learning halacha properly. said, originally I used to learn Torah in my house, and I would daven in shul. When I heard this memra, that a Baruch Hu resides in the four area, four amas of halacha only today after the korban, so that means I understood that the place that 
I'm learning, that's a very significant place. So I started to daven where I used to learn because that's where the Shekhinah was resting as that's where the Torah that I learned brought the Shekhinah to rest when I heard that name. Even though there were 13 shuls in Tveria, which is the area they lived in, they used to only pray between the pillars that they used to learn Torah, because they understood that in the Torah they learned that was the Arba Amas of Halacha, the Shechini used to go there, so that would be the key place to daven as well. Great thing. Somebody that benefits from his handiwork, from the efforts that he invests, and he benefits from that, is greater It's greater than a Yereshamayim, somebody that has fear of heaven. Because in Tehillim it says regarding fear of heaven, Fortunate is a man who, who fears Hashem. But somebody that benefits from his own handiwork, in Tehillim, Pasuk says, When you eat from that which you put effort into accomplishing. It's a double lashon. You're fortunate and it'll be good for you. Ashrecha means it'll be fortunate for you in this world. It'll even be good for you in the next world. But the Gemara concludes explaining regarding our Yeresh it also says, but it only says in Tehillim, like it says Ashrecha, but it doesn't say it says Ashrei, use that language of be fortunate, but it doesn't say Vitoivlach, so you see someone who's Nehenemi Gia Kapo is even greater than Yeresh Shemayim. A person should always live in the place that his Rebbe lives. Because as long as Shemi ben Gera, who was the Rebbe of Shlema, as long as Shemi ben Gera was alive, Shlema did not marry the daughter of Paro, which was considered to some degree wrong. As opposed to after he died, as Rashi explains, Right afterwards, the Psukim say he married the daughter of Paro. So you should live in your Rebbe's place so that he can instruct you on the right behaviors in life and you live the proper life. Asks the Gemara of Atanya al Yidor. But the Paz the Brisa says you shouldn't live in the place of your Rebbe. For the Gemara, Lekashya, Hadekayafle, Hadalekayafle. If you subordinate yourself to your Rebbe, live in the place of your Rebbe, you'll listen to what he says and you'll, and you'll live the best life. But if you don't, so then it's better not to live in the place of your Rebbe because as Rashi explains here, better that you're shaygig than you're mazed in terms of doing the wrong thing, that you do it unknowingly than to do it knowingly. Amr of Hunabar Amr of Menachem, Amr of Yami. My dechsev, what does it mean in Yeshai when the Pasuk says, Vo'iz ve'ashem yichlu? Those who forsake Hashem will be consumed, will be destroyed. Ze'ameniach, Sefer Torah, the Bach adds in Kishu, Pasuach ve'yotzeh. If somebody leaves the Sefer Torah when it's in Shul, open, and he leaves Shul, that's a terrible thing. A person like that's going to be destroyed. You can't leave the Sefer Torah when it's been open already for Kriya Satyra. Rabbi Yavo, Nafik ben Gavr Lagav. Rabbi Yavo used to go out between the Aliyahs, because between the Aliyahs, Lachar was wrapped up, and therefore he would go out between the Aliyahs. Boy, Rapapa. Rapapa wondered, what about if it's between the Psukim? So they used to do the Targum in between the Psukim. Is that a, a grounds to also leave Shul, or is that also inappropriate? Take the Gemara leaves off without explaining. Let it stand. Finally, the Gemara finishes off for today. Rav Sheshes Mahadr Ape Vigaris. Rav Sheshes used to turn his face away during Kriya Satyra and he would learn his own sugyas, whatever he was learning. Amar Anan Bididan. And he used to validate it by saying, We're learning our Torah. Inu Bididu. And they're doing Kriya Satyra at the same time. There's no inherent issue in that. Now, Taisus comes along and he gives two explanations why Rav Sheshes was able to do this. He says the first shot is that the issue, as the Gemara in Saita seems to say, is you're not allowed to talk at all, is only if you would be learning Bikol Ram, in a loud voice, because it's being Mevatal Kriya Satyra, but if not, it would be acceptable, and that's what Rav Sheshis was doing. The second explanation, he quotes the Rif, who quotes the Bahag, 
uh, sorry, the, the second explanation which he quotes the riff is that, quoting the Bahag, is that if there's 10 other people, so perhaps you'd be allowed to turn away and learn. But if you're one of those 10 people, you would not be allowed to. You'd have to participate. And at the end, Taisva says, another explanation the, the riff brings, which is perhaps Rav Sheshis was allowed because Tairasu Manusa is that he was on a level that the Torah that he learned was like his business. That was his entire ASEC. So he was perhaps allowed. And Taisva finishes off, Anan Mistaber Terutsa. It's logical like this final answer. And therefore, since today, there's no one who's really Tairasu Manusa, L'chaira. Because even those people who learn Torah, it's not on the level like we're talking about in Chazal. So L'chaira, you're not allowed to learn during Kriya Satara. That's the bottom line based on what we come out here. Stopping the bottom of Ches Amud Aleph, Ezra Hashem will pick up tomorrow with Ches Amud Beis. In the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.